Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. She brings wealth and health to her audience by tackling hot topics around substance use disorder, mental health, and wellness. Her mission, vision, and goal are to help you heal from your past trauma, inspire you to transform your body, mind, and soul so you can live your best life. Your board-certified psychiatric mental health doctor, nurse practitioner, trauma care maestro, and media analyst, your life ambassador, best-selling author, TEDx talk speaker, CEO of Pool of Bethesda Psychiatric Health in Arizona. Let's all welcome Dr. Princess Fumi Hancock. Hi, doctor. Nice to have you with us today. Thank you, Oriku, for having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you it. for joining us. It is like, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a princess on my show. My daughter is going to be over the moon. <laughs> so um, today we are going to be talking about something that is your area of expertise. Um, realize I did say doctor princess folks she is a doctor in nursing practitioner oh my goodness she has gone to the extreme of making sure she is qualified for what we're talking about That's right. and not just that she is a PMHNPBC means she is a psych mental health nurse practitioner psychiatric mental health so we're talking about mental health and the awareness of it this month this lady is more than ready for us That's so right. <laughs> let's dig in with my favorite question of all how has lockdown been and how has this whole pandemic been on your side of the world in oh the my States? goodness oh my goodness i'm sure you all are seeing everything that's transpiring in america here uh, the very first few months uh, last year was really awful mm -hmm. because um, there was uh, misinformations that were going out. We did not know much about COVID. Some mm. people would say this, others would say something else. So we were basically locked down. And then we had a group of us that were also defiant <laughs> against the lockdown. So it was just, let's just literally call it hemp. But <laughs> uh, the last two, yeah, the last one month now or two, uh, things have been easing up a little bit because there's more vaccination. A lot of more people have gotten vaccination. Sadly, we've we've lost over five hundred thousand. I mean, when you even look at that, five hundred thousand. Well, what am I even talking about? It's almost six hundred now because we're talking about five hundred eighty-four thousand people that we've lost. To that and we have millions at, at least at least at least maybe 15 to 13 million uh 30 million people that actually contracted it wow. so and we're still in the throes of it it's not done yet because of all these variants that are coming out but uh i think about two weeks ago we all started coming out now because they said well if you're vaccinated you can ditch the the mask so we're still trying to figure it out now we're able to match. And many of us are like, uh, do we really want to teach this mask? Because we, we, we have a handful of us that's not taking yeah. it, that yeah. deciding we're not, we don't care what you say, we're mm -hmm. not taking the vaccine. So mm -hmm. that, that's where we are literally in America. Wow. Wow. At least it's, it's nice to see that we have, we have nearly the same issue across the globe as well. That's because right. here as well in the UK, there are people who are saying, oh yeah, it's a conspiracy. I'm not taking the vaccine. And, but at least I can say that nearly, um, nearly 85% of our people understand that. Yes, you have to wear your mask, but, the government has kind of put a leeway in it saying, well, if you, if you have asthma, you have breathing problems, um, you can actually, there's an exemption for you. So yeah, we're kind of meeting halfway in the middle, but it is, it is, it is one of those things that it is always a contentious ground. There's going to be people that have different says and different understanding of it. Um, but let's go into an area that is your speciality. Um, what is your take on the effect that this this whole lockdown and pandemic has had on mental health in general? Oh my goodness. Well, prior to the pandemic, we've always had a mental health issue, right? Mm. All over the world. 
It's yeah. just that it's never been in the forefront. Everything else I've always been in the forefront besides that. Now with the pandemic, when you let's take let's take our children, for instance, mm. our children and teenagers. They are when you look at it, we have about 2.2 billion children, right? That constitute about 28% of the world's population that are dealing with mental health right now, mental illness right now, wow. because of the pandemic. Yeah. All right. We have we have children right now that never did have problems before, but now they're angry. There's mm. something called intermittent uh, explosive disorder that okay. is just taking over the world right now. You have children that are angry. They are trying to commit suicide. You have people that are, you know, having suicidal thoughts and suicidal mm. ideation. You yeah. have depression. You yeah. have anxiety. This is what is going on. And boom. PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome, yeah, yeah. which is you have some people that already have it already. And so now they're cooked up in the house. No matter how big your house is, your house can be too big for you. And then you start hearing every little noise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. then True. it can be too small that it's like, yeah. okay, yeah. come on here now. Yeah, what are you touching so, now? So either way, you are in the house and you want to go out. You want to see people. You want to talk to people, but you cannot do that. So because of that, we have children. We have the elderly that are going through. We have even the adults in the middle that, okay, uh, do I go to work or do I not go to work? Do mm. I stay and work mm. at home? So mm. people are in dire need of help right now yeah yeah i was, I was gonna say because this what what has happened over this lockdown period um that we've had here in the uk is there's literally been a stop to things like um indoor entertainment uh right. going to the cinema uh people playing bowling indoors That's and right. even going into restaurants to dine to eat right. um or even where our people like to enjoy the pub where in the uk is the meeting place for everybody where they go to let out their stress of the week that has been cut off so everybody is stuck at home and that effect i'm just imagining what that has on you know people's mental health now you men you mentioned ptsd and i was i was thinking that is that is a a condition that normally affects soldiers right well yeah well it does affect soldiers but uh but sadly it affects anybody that have dealt with trauma before Ooh, so a lot of times we always think it's all just about soldiers but mm. no you and on my case load i have teenagers that have ptsd i have children that have ptsd i have the older people if anybody mm. that have been through trauma Okay. And how many of you know that COVID is traumatic? This mm -hmm. pandemic is traumatic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So anybody that have been through trauma, it could be sexual trauma. It could just be, you know, you know, abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse. Any kind of abuse in your background can yeah. actually uh, create that trauma. So some of us are actually sitting on it already. And yeah. now we now have the pandemic. That yeah, I've just yeah. exploded it. I just brought it up now. You know, you've been doing well so far. Yeah, and now you've you have a pandemic, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is traumatic for a lot of people. It's very traumatic to stay home and not want to go anywhere, not be able to go anywhere, not be able to do things. I so know. now we have what you call acute because it's happening right now. Post Ooh, okay. is what is in the past. Acute okay. is happening right now. So some people have a combination of it your audience might even have it right now yeah. i have somebody that is on fearless visionary that actually lives in the uk she dealt with post-traumatic stress syndrome she's still dealing with it because in her background was sexual abuse and uh, a lot of other trauma that mm. is going on divorce and all these kind of things that wow that generated that so trauma is the main thing with ptsd or acute stress syndrome wow wow well, uh, it's 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 just it, it is it is very different when you when you have an understanding and then you get that understanding elaborated on by someone who actually understands it. Because seriously, from where I stood before, yeah. I always thought it was something that was dealt with by the military because yeah. of the kind of stresses they went through. But now you're also mentioning that listen, it could be everything from your childhood stress, your childhood right. trauma, could be a sexual trauma that happened to you while you were a child or even right. while you're an adult. And you mentioned that it could even be related to you going through a divorce. That's now, right. 
it's it's something that a lot of us don't don't have an understanding of or even don't have a full grasp of what it means um last week i had a guest on we talked about empowering women and things like that mm -hmm. and i believe that this we need to draw attention to it that it doesn't matter what it is it could be any form of stress in your life that's right that Any, might bring anything this. that's right anything that is stressful anything mm -hmm. that is traumatic it could be an accident you be, i have people that have developed ptsd because they were in an accident mm -hmm. and because of that now they have nightmares about wow. the accident Wow. Now they don't want to talk about the accident. If anybody want to ask them, they don't want to talk about it. They can't sleep or when they sleep, they can't sleep deep, you know, yeah. and then they have depression. So all these things, anything that is traumatic and yeah. believe me in Africa, there's a lot of trauma in Africa. Mm. They just mm. don't know that it's trauma. So we don't, talk about, we, we don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about it. We keep it buried. Now, um, in your professional opinion, um, has this pandemic season, has it increased the mental health issue in our society in general? Ooh, I, this is what I'm going to say. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Hmm. Did we just think that we went through pandemic? There is another one that is brewing right now, right in front of us right now. A third okay. pandemic that is brewing. Of course, we have the COVID pandemic. We have <clears throat> systemic racism, which is the second one. And yeah. then the third one is the mental one. Because here's the thing. Because people are excited that the things are opening up a little bit in different parts of the world, it's also bringing anxiety. Because here are people that have not been to their work in one year. And yeah. now you're saying, open up, let's go. No, mm -hmm. it don't work like that. Here are people wow. that have been stressed because they have to make ends meet. You mm -hmm. have people who used to work in the restaurants and yeah. they lost their job. You yeah. have people that have lost their job and, and, and then they have children that they have to take care of. And now you wow. say it's time to go back to work. Now they have to find daycare. They have to do all these things. So yes, it's only going to even increase more because even in my practice right now, my practice are served I would say maybe 200, and 200 to 300% wow. gone up. Wow. Gone up since the wow. pandemic. And I was just like, oh my God, there are times every day, I don't even know what to say anymore. When I have people come to me, it's just like, it's just incredible what people are going through, particularly mm -hmm. suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. Suicidal, they just have these suicidal thoughts. They, they, they hear things and they're not sure what they're hearing. And depending on what background they come from, depending yeah. on the culture, if they come yeah. from a silent culture like Africa that I yeah. do, see no evil, hear no evil. If you heard <laughs> it, you did not hear you it. Did, you did not if hear you it. Saw yeah. it, just close your eyes and keep walking because yeah. that's not what it is. So now you're dealt with yourself. You're you're hearing things. You're saying things. Then you go to you go to church, and then church also tells you you're not praying hard enough. Come on. Pray hard enough. Pray, pray, pray hard enough. Mm -hmm. So you're dealt with this too, and you're looking at, okay, now who in the world do I go back to now? Who do I go yeah. to? Because church is saying one thing. My culture is saying the other. My culture is saying, if you open your mouth, then people are going to think you're cuckoo, and yeah. then you're going to bring disgrace to your family. Mm -hmm. Then church is saying, uh, you got to pray more because you're not praying more. So now they're questioning, you know, questioning your faith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your sanity both and of them then, together yeah and then you say i know there's a chemical imbalance going on i know god can do all things and god can use doctors like myself to do yeah, it yeah. but how do i find my way between these two mm. and you find them literally sneaking in to my office and starting off by saying i am ashamed and i say ashamed of what i am mm. ashamed that i'm here i feel like i failed my church i feel mm. like i failed my culture and i'm sitting there saying well can we talk about you you not what they feel that's that's true okay um we're gonna quick we're gonna take a quick break um this break is for my for my uh, my viewers to either okay. pop and get someone to drink up to the toilet and get back. Um, and when we get back, we're going to go into more detail about, you know, the view and how we see things in Africa concerning That's mental right. health. So we'll take a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, I still have Dr. Princess Fumi Hancock right here. She's not going anywhere. She's with me until the end of the show. So don't you go too far. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. All right. Stay tuned.
only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us. And I hope you've got your water. If you have not, well, tell someone to pass it to you. Now, like I said, I love this to be a conversation. So I would like to hear from you. If you have questions concerning um, healthcare, concerning uh, mental health awareness, send it to us and we will definitely forward it to Dr. Princess Fumi Hancock. She will give you an answer either on the show or we will link you on how you can get in touch with her. So if you're wondering how to get in touch, still the same. Hit me up on Twitter at O-B-A-O-R-A-K, or you can always tweet the studio at LCBNTV. Better yet, if you don't feel comfortable with that, hit me up on Instagram. My name is Oracle, and that is how you will find me. But for now, we still have Dr. Princess Fumi here, and she is digging into some stuff that I love hearing. The fact that our people are starting to think, um, this is this is a, a a thing that people look at and they think, oh, it's a disgrace and stuff. No, 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 no. We're talking about your mental health. We're talking about you. Um, it's not about how people feel. It's not about how people see you. It's about what is going on with you. Now, my next question is pretty simple and straightforward. It's one of those that I'm sure you have heard a few times. Um, if we widen our scope just a little bit to look at Africa. Um, is mental health not considered to be of high importance um, mm. or is it just the lack of information? Wow. I, I think it's number one, ignorance. Mm. Um, number two, wanting to just be in absolute denial. Absolute denial. And some family can can survive in that denial. Okay. Um, uh, a lot of times with culture, like we talked, we talked earlier at the last segment that we talk about silent cultures. Okay. Africa is a silent culture. It's All a right. culture where we believe that in the metaphysical too. We believe that mental illness is not just, uh, you know, going crazy, but we believe in the metaphysical. We believe that there's something spiritual too about mm. it, which is, which, which there is though. There is something also spiritual about it. But at the same time, too, we also have to also look at the physical. We have to look at the spiritual. We have to look at the emotional. We yeah. cannot just lopsided stick with the spiritual and Always. then say, ditch the physical, ditch the mental one, ditch the emotional. And I think that's the problem with Africa. Because with Africa, we would like to just stick with the spiritual and say, oh, somebody's mother did you. Somebody mm. mother put this thing on you. So if they put it on you, then the next thing they do is they go put you in a bush so that you don't disgrace the family, throw you out there and leave yeah. you there to yeah. rot. You know, yeah. so we in Africa, we need for people like us, professionals like us that are outside of Africa need to start bringing more awareness to let them know that, yes, we're not going to get rid of the spiritual because there is something spiritual about it. But mm. at the same time, too, we also have to say, hey, we're not going to say nothing about your spiritual belief on it. But how about this? How about looking at the mental, the, yeah. the physical aspect of it? That when you are sick, when you're very sick, for example, somebody who is diabetic, yeah. who is absolutely trying to control their blood sugar. And you know that in Nigeria, a lot of people are diabetic. Even, I mean, there are a lot of walking dead in Nigeria yeah. right now oh, yeah. that are suffering from diabetes and don't even know they're suffering from it. But you're, even if you know, and you are using some if uh, using some medications and it's not working you get frustrated mm -hmm. and with that frustration comes depression so yeah. here you are you have diabetes you're frustrated because nothing is working yeah. of course you have depression then you have anxiety because you don't know if you're going to die mm -hmm. so you have these two things that are battling with your physical so how do you deal with it if you're only sitting on spiritual so you need to go to your primary care. You need to deal with your physical. 
And yeah. as you deal with your physical, you are able to also look at your spirit, your emotional, and the other parts of you. True, true. Um, now, I, I know you were, you were, we were talking about, you know, the view from our Nigerian people and the spiritual side of things. And when we're saying spiritual, we're not talking about just how the Christians are approaching this. We're talking no. about everybody in general. That's um, right, metaphysical. Definitely. So is it that we need to educate the people at the top, you know, um, which is our pastors, our imams, or the the habilists, or all these people who are considered to be the top of their profession. Sorry to call it profession, but occasionally that's what it is. Um, who are seen as spiritual leaders. Is it that we need to educate them on mental illness? Yeah, knowledge comes from the top, right? Everything that we do, any country comes from the top. So if the top doesn't have knowledge about something, if they're ignorant and don't know, have enough knowledge about it, then how do we expect anybody else yeah. to have that knowledge? True. So I think bringing, bringing our leaders together and then saying, hey, this is what's going on with and giving them case studies, actual case studies yeah. in their community, not just talk because talk is cheap, right? But if we can right. give them statistics, data, real statistics and say, mm. hey, in all your states, this is the number of people that is going through this. That yeah. is the number of people that is going through this. What has happened? This is the number that have passed because of this. Yeah. When we give them actual data, I yeah. think that kind of changes things. But when we, because you know, Africa, we love to talk a lot. And oh, we yeah. can, I mean, we can talk all day long. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, but, 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 but the thing, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, we talk, but we talk around the issue, not That's on right. the issue. That's um, right. I, I know there are there are people on the on the Instagram live that is actually saying one of our people, um, Gladness Official, says, yes, that it is denial. Our people are denying it. They are That's saying, right. I'm fine. There's nothing right. wrong with me. But right. it's 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 just one of those things that we need to address and we need to look at. Um, now, if we quickly move on, what do you see to be the most common recurring problem that you know our people experience in general? It's um, uh, uh, I think about a few months ago, right? I think right before the pandemic, I I did a teaching online uh, with a. Uh, I think it was a lot of Nigerians that were there and it was postpartum depression for women who are pregnant, postpartum yeah. depression. Yeah. So I see a lot of that. But now with the pandemic, I see more of anxiety, people going through. And in fact, many of our, our people right now in Africa that might be watching us right now, they might be going through heart palpitations. Their heart is constantly racing. Mm. They have, they're flushed. They're sweating at, overnight. All kind of things are going on, and they think they're going to have a heart attack. That's how it feels like, like, oh, my God, like an elephant on their chest. Mm. And they think they're going to have a heart attack. But wow. it is panic. It is panic. It is anxiety that is coming from a traumatic event, that mm. is coming from a stressful event from a post-traumatic event, I can tell you right now, if they had to poll people in just Nigeria alone, now, let's not even go to Ghana, and all the, let's just take Nigeria, where I come from. Mm. If you had to poll them, I can guarantee you that at least, at least they were, if you poll, if you poll women, yeah. women from ages 16 all the way to 55, at least 80% of them have depression. Many of them sneak in and come to me. And say, well, we can't let this person know. We can't let that person know because, you know, if they know, if they think that we're on medication, they would think oh, we're yeah. crazy. Oh, I said, how does depression become crazy? I don't know. You know, even people that deal with schizophrenia at home, those mm. that we have in Nigeria right now that are walking the streets, all many of them need is one medication and they'll be functioning. They'll be functioning. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people that I treat right now that have schizophrenia. And they are working. They are working. You will walk past them and you will never know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you will never, never know that they have it. It's, 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 it's scary how we try to talk it over or gloss it over because you don't want people to address you as crazy. Um, in one of your interviews that, you know, I watched, I was, I was mentioning this before the show that you had, a, you had a, a lady come to you and literally say, oh no, 
I don't need to see a psych. Why? I'm, I'm not crazy. That's right. That is when, people's, when, that, yeah, yeah. That is people's people, attitude and reaction. That's right. When people hear psych, even in Africa, it's still like that. When you, when they say, oh, what do you do? And they say, oh, I'm a doctor of nurse practice, psychiatry. The minute they hear psych, they're like, oh, you mean crazy people? <laughs> crazy and people. I'm like, no, I mean, people who wants to, to, to walk in mental wellness. Mm. How about that? Can mm. we switch it? Can we change yeah. it from yeah. just saying yeah. crazy yeah. Yeah. to people who want to walk in mental wellness? That's what I, I specialize in, taking people from trauma to recovery. You know, because a lot of things, even myself growing up, I dealt with trauma. Mm. Even with myself in America, I dealt with my first marriage that went combust and I tried to commit suicide. I say to people now because I, I, I have that audacity to be able to say so that people can see where I am today. I literally wanted to jump off the bridge. You hear me? Mm. I wanted to drop off the biggest bridge in New York City, Verrazano Bridge. I literally went there, but all but God's grace and the mm. kids that I had, my kids were four and two then, and I pushed the pedal. I pushed, literally pushed the pedal because I had lost my home. I had lost all my businesses. I lost wow. my money. I lost the man that I thought loved me. I lost everything to this man. And I didn't want to go back home to Africa to tell my family that, whoa, look they told me, I but I yeah. listen, I did it, but look at me now. So, you know, I became literally homeless with my two boys. Wow. And so the next thing for me was, okay, that's it now. Let me that's just it. go there and just end it. But thank God that I did not end it. And what stopped me was God showing me my children and saying, if you, if you, what is the legacy you're going to leave? Mm. What is the legacy? Are you going to leave them a legacy of suicide? Yeah. Are you going to do that? And it was then that I turned around and become who I am today. Went back to school and did everything I needed to do so that I can help others like myself come from trauma to recovery. Now, this is great. This is great. Just the realization of where you were to where you are right now. I think it's, it's beyond just words. It is a testimony that someone else needs to hear. It is, um, I, 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 I won't use testimony for those who are not a church people. It is yeah. the statement that That's someone right. else needs to hear. It is yeah. the empowerment that someone requires in their life. So listen, when we talk about post-traumatic stress, or as you're saying, the acute traumatic stress, which you're going through right now, and we did say that it might be marriage-related, it might be divorce-related, it might be your post-pregnancy. That's right. You know, depression that you're going through, all these things accumulate and they lead to your mental health deteriorating. And what we're trying to say today is all you need is out there. Just look for the help. There are different people there to help you. Don't go saying, oh, I'm praying to God about it and God is dealing with it. Yes, God is dealing with it, but he has empowered people to strengthen you, to help you deal with it. And that's why we have Dr. Princess Fumi Hancock here to shed some more light on this. Now, Remember, if you are watching this on YouTube, do send your questions. We will read it out so that we can address it. Um, if you're on Instagram as well, watch us on Instagram Live so you can comment as well. We have some people on there who are commenting and I will read their questions out as the questions come in so that we can address it. Because for me, this is a very good topic that we need to address and we need to look at. Um, now, if you are... If, well, let's just say not if you are, if, if you have people around you, people in your life, how, doctor, how are we or how can we say or how can we note, you know, the signs of mm. someone requiring assistance or someone requiring help? Wow. Thank, thank you, Oracle, for that question, because um, you cannot treat what you do not know. You cannot mm. address what you do mm. not know. True. And so when you have people around you that are, they call them worry words, they're constantly worried. Oh, yeah. You oh, can yeah. say good afternoon to them and they'll be worried about you saying good afternoon. <laughs> why are you saying good that, afternoon? Exactly. And you'll say, but why, why, do you, why, do you, why, why are you saying good afternoon? Mm. What a, it's just simply good afternoon. Okay, what's so good about the afternoon? You know, so when you have people that are worried words, you want to be cautious of that. When True. people are feeling excessively sad, Every mm. time they feel low and down, 
They, they have confused thinking. They have problems concentrating around you. They might sit with you right now. You might say, hey, Shade, good morning. They say, good morning. Oh, can you bring that, that seat? They can't even remember. And say, well, what seat? When did you, no, you didn't tell me to bring your seat. They are constantly forgetting things. You might want to think about it. Those yeah. who have extreme mood swings, today they are happy, tomorrow, mm, you know, even in, in, the, in the span of a day, this morning they can be, oh, happy yeah. day. And no. then in, in two hours you look at them and they're like, oh, psh, talk to the Don't head. talk to me. And wow. then in another two hours it's like, oh, happy. So, so, so you have these mood swings just yeah. going from, from happy to sad to angry to happy to sad. When you have that, those are telltale signs. When you mm. have people who are irritated, just constantly irritated, it doesn't matter what you try to do with them. They're irritated. Yeah. They're just okay. irritated. That is a telltale sign. And that's okay. just a few of them. That's just a few. Now, um, we were talking about, you know, the amount of young people who are, who have, um, you know, who are going through this emotional roller coaster. I think that's, that's a perfect word of saying it. That's emotional right. roller coaster in their life. Um, how, how would you suggest we approach that topic with them? Hmm. Well, it, number one, it depends on the country. It depends on the culture. Again, we're going to start with culture. Yeah. So, uh, I'm assuming that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the people that are with you here, they come from different culture. Yeah, so definitely. when you have people that come from silent culture, I think it's important to let them know that whatever they say, right? You're not going to be the one to let it out. You mm. need to, you need to gain their trust first. With okay. teenagers, frankly, all over the world, yeah. teenagers, they need to know that when they come to you, they can trust you with mm. their secret, mm. right? I have a situation in what, in fact, this is a great uh, example. And this family comes from an Hispanic background, right? The kid was brought to me and the mother says, well, I don't know why he doesn't want to talk to me. And I, and I asked the kid, I said, what's going on? He said, because my mother is a blabbermouth. <laughs> oh, said, wow. So, I don't want to share anything with. So, but this kid had been dealing with suicidal thoughts. But, and I said, well, that's dangerous for you to keep that because you don't want to talk to your mother because she's a blabbermouth. She said, but the whole world knows when I tell my mother this. So we as parents, we have to respect that and say, hey, if there are signs, some of the signs that we have shared before and you are experiencing, you're seeing it in your child, you want to start by saying, you know what? You can trust me. Mm. You can trust me with whatever you say. I'm going to be on your by your side and I'm going to walk with you through yeah. this. And this is your story to tell. I want you yeah. to understand that. When you tell a teenager that, it helps them. Okay, so um, going, you, you've partially answered some of this question that someone just threw to us on Instagram Live. Um, Gladness Official just asked that, how do you convince or encourage a person who is depressed to get help? So it, it, I know it, it starts off with that, that getting them to trust you. That's right. That that's is the right. first, for that, me, that's the first, first the, level. Exactly. The first thing is trusting. They don't want to be judged, right? So if they come in from Africa where they know that, you know, metaphysical supersedes everything. Everything, yeah. Then they don't, they don't want to come to you and they probably have told one person in church or told someone somewhere else and they've said, uh-uh, don't tell anybody. They don't want to be judged. So your, your role is to be an active listener. Let me say okay. that again. Your mm. role is to be an active listener, which means you are actively listening to them. You're doing less of the talking and they're doing more of the talking. And you're asking incredible questions that will point them, point them to it. You're not necessarily saying, oh, go and find help. Go and seek help. You definitely need help. No, you're saying, how about this? How yeah. about that? How about this option? Have you tried this? Have you done this? How can I help you? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, that's the first thing. It's more of they gain your trust, you prove that you can hold that trust, and then you offer your help. I like that. Right. I like that because it's not about 
it's not about they doing it themselves. It's they being able to rely on you That's as a right. person they can trust and that can help them. This is great. This is great. I'm so I am so happy that people are actually commenting on this because I think this touches a lot of people. Um, as parents, as parents, we might find it hard sometimes to see our children grow because um, you're thinking they're still the little person you gave birth to. Um, but that little person is becoming an adult right before your eyes. And the things that you don't believe is stressful might be what's stressing them. If we look at our background as Africans, the amount of stress that young people get from exams. Hmm. Oh my goodness. Hmm. I remember going through the stress hmm. of having to go back to Nigeria to sit uh, a GCSC similar hmm. type exam. Hmm. And I went in with, you know, my head's in the cloud. I'm going to be okay. I'm fine. After a month of going to lessons and lectures, I was like, this ain't working, <laughs> you know? And, and it's the fact that because, because I had an openness of conversation with my mother mm-hmm. and with my mom, we talk like she's my big sister that mm-hmm. allowed me to voice yeah, and that's say, right. and what we need to advise parents out there is make sure that that relationship is there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the relationship allows your child to trust you. Um, now, going back to people that you've seen or your experience, how how do you feel that relationships between people affects the mental health? Oh, my God. I think it's critical. I think that's actually the number one. Because okay. number, number one, people will not share how they feel if they don't have a relationship with you, if they don't have a great relationship with you. So they won't share with you how they're feeling about, you know, their emotions or anything. Mm-hmm. Number two, because of the relationship, many people are actually in depressed mode right now because of soured relationship. Ooh, right? Okay. Some relationship that are broken, boyfriend, girlfriend broken. So now, you know, re- depression has set in. Uh, husband, wife have financial problems. Okay, now, you know, they're constantly fighting over finances. Yeah. So guess what? Somebody is getting depressed there. Mm. right there and they don't they just don't know it's depression because they're lashing out they just think they're angry but yeah. they're angry because they're getting depressed over the financial issue wow. so now you have a family who is dealing with uh, cancer someone in the family is dealing with cancer you better believe it somebody there is going to be depressed over that because they're afraid that they might lose that person. And yeah. then even that person that is actually dealing with that cancer might be going through depression, anxiety, yeah. anger, and then back to depression, anxiety, yeah. anger. So relationship, our relationship to each other is really critical, particularly in this pandemic season, because I'm telling you right now, I am so grateful that you are taking this platform and I hope that this will be a beginning of you having series yeah. of discussion yeah, on yeah, mental definitely. illness because this is so needed. And the cool thing is that your audience is mixed, right? So we have the Africans, we have people, Americans watching, we have Europe, everything. So it is cool because this is the next pandemic and mm. it is growing already. I can see it on a daily basis in my clinic. I don't even know what to do anymore because when you look at, and and it's a gamut from four years old, ladies and gentlemen, a four year old who told me he wanted to hang himself. Think about that. A four year old that was found in the closet, in the closet with a cord in his hand. Now, how does a four year old think about a cord? So parents, we need to get our heads out of the sun we need to have african parents and nigerian parents whatever parents american europe british we need to get our heads out of the sand mm. and literally see because let me tell you something the mother cannot say that she did not see the times mm. that the teachers in school cannot say they did not see the signs mm. because there are some things that he would be saying there are some things that he will say. There are some behavior that we just put aside. Four-year-old trying to hang himself. Think about that. This is where we're going now 
all over the world globally nigeria is not excluded because even nigeria now there are people on substance used to mm. you have people that are using all kind of substances now and what are they doing it they're using it to kill the pain that they are now sharing people look at them they say oh, oh Mubo is drinking using marijuana he's doing all the kind of stuff and they say oh crazy child but half the time when you really sit down with people like that is because there's something about their life mm. that is secretive so secretive that they cannot share and there's so much in pain they have to numb themselves wow wow that's a revelation to somebody out there today wow true 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 oh my goodness there is there is just so much so much we can dig into and so much we can go into with this um yeah, we'll quickly take another breather. We'll take a little break for a minute. Like I, like I always tell people, pop out, get yourself some water, come back because this is the hot topic for today. We are dealing about mental health awareness and just trying to find out more information. We have an expert on with us today. And this is, this is amazing. I like it. The fact that information is coming out. Um, there's agreement on Facebook. There's agreement on, on uh, Instagram. People are actually getting help from this so definitely um we'll take a quick break we will be right back like i said grab yourself a water or or just sit right there okay we will be right back we'll see you in a minute welcome back welcome back thank you for joining us um for those of you that are watching online thank you for joining us online for those of you that are watching on preview on um, roku tv apple tv uh, amazon fire stick thank you for joining us um and for those of you on youtube come on we love having you here now i love hearing from you guys so come on get in touch um, go on the Instagram live so we can talk and whatever you write, I will definitely read it out. So at least our guest speaker for today, our guest for today, uh, Dr. Princess Fumi Hancock, will go into detail concerning whatever questions you have. Um, now, we've spoken about, you know, uh, people's attitude towards mental health. Um, we've spoken about uh, how we can recognize some of the first signs and the rest of it. Now, one of the things that as African, as a man, uh, we might be thinking is, I can deal with this myself. Mm. You know, um, like I'm strong enough. I know my own willpower. Uh, my, my brain is okay. Uh, it's just a slight imbalance. Is this a myth? Yes, it's an absolute myth. And I, and I have to tell you, and, and, and sadly, it's not just Africans that are dealing like that too. It's not just men that think that way too. I have women that have come to me and said, oh, uh, you know, okay, it took me a year to get to you, but now that I'm here, um, do you think I can just use this medication and go to therapy for maybe Wow, self-medication as well. I mean, I mean they're, already, they're already telling me exactly what they want to do. And, and, oh and so, and I'm sitting there saying, well, um, you you kind of have answers so um why do you need me <laughs> why, why are you here um, and why do you need me and wow. so that kind of that kind that kind of calms them down it is a myth when you think like here's the thing with with depression let's take depression for example there are two two sides to depression right you have okay. the chemical imbalance yeah. i often say that medication uh, is used to correct and therapy will sustain. Let me say that again. Your medication will correct that imbalance in you mm -hmm. um, and, and therapy will sustain it so that if you use medication and you're not in therapy, then you're feeling better, but there's a big gap. There's mm -hmm. a hole now. It's like, okay, I'm feeling better, but what do I do with myself now? Okay. So that therapy is what we give you tools to maintain. You know, we have different chemicals in our brain. Serotonin is one of it. That when we, where, when our serotonin is low, then our, we, get, we get depressed. We get mm -hmm. very depressed. But when we use an antidepressant, it brings it up. It brings that level up. And so when people are feeling very okay with that level, they're like, okay, ditch it. Ditch therapy. Ditch medication. I'm, I'm fine now. So yeah. they ditch it. And for one month or two, right, 
they're feeling good. It's like, oh, I'm feeling great. Now, the third month, I mean, how many of you know, if you have a sack, just imagine you have a sack and there's a hole in the sack. Yeah. And every day you're putting coins in that sack. What do you think is going to happen? The coins will come out. Yeah, definitely. Right? It will never fill up. So that's the same way with that box in us where your serotonin, if you don't have an, an equal amount that is necessary to, 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 to combat depression, combat all those uh, anti, you know, that uh, the, the problems that we're, you're having, yeah. then you're going to find yourself in trouble. You're going to find yourself in. So that is an absolute myth. And yeah. a lot of those myths also comes from our backgrounds too, which says men don't cry. You know, don't let them see you cry. What? No, no, mm. no, no. Suck it up. Quick, quick, quick. Suck mm. it up. So as a man, you've been trained. Don't let them see you cry. You know, don't, you know, if you want, you can't even cry, number one. Then, you know, you are the man of the house. You are the head of the household. So you're the man of the house. So man of the house can't be depressed. I don't know where that came from. You know, because you're the man of the house, that even makes you qualify you to, for depression. Because now you're the man of the house. You're you, have with with the you, you have to yeah. deal with the child. You have to deal with the wife. You have to deal with the job. You have yeah. to deal with your boss. So wow. that actually qualifies you, you know? So that's what I tell men when they come to me and say, oh, you know, I don't know if I should be doing this, but I'm tired of it. I've, I've done everything that I can. I've wheeled my way through it, but now it's disturbing. It's messing mm. up my job. And I am at the, I'm, I'm at the brink of losing my job. Then they come to me when they're at the brink of losing their job or mm. even lost their job. Then mm. they come and say, yeah. wow, I need to do something. Wow. I, I love, I love the way we're able to just get more insight into all these things. Um, it's because you just thinking, oh yeah, I have a problem. Oh yeah. I'll just seek therapy. It shows that therapy, as much as therapy is maintaining the whole, we still need to get that chemical imbalance. We need to That's get it right. back. So it's, it's a hand in hand thing. Things work together and it works together to make you better. Um, I like this. So men out there don't feel like you always have to be the one to shoulder this. Um, there's always help. Uh, and talking about, you know, men being told you're a man, you don't have to cry. It's, it's not even the fact that you're being told. It's something that you kind of pick up along life, <laughs> you know, as you go along, you know, talking from experience. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I grew up with a household that had really strong women. Yeah. Um, my grandmother was, as, as, as I'll tell people in my eyes, there was God, there was Jesus. And then there was my grandma and that uh, was the hierarchy. Um, uh, and for me, it was like, yeah, they're strong. They, they could deal with anything. So to match up with that and not let them down, I yeah. never wanted them to see a, right. a broken side or a weak side of me. And as I grew up, my tear ducts worked less. And now when I get anything stuck in my eyes, my tear ducts don't work right. So it's like, it's not even just about the mental part. You're talking about your physical health as well. Crying oh is good God. for you. It, it cleans is. out your I, eyes. I, I, absolutely. You know, Absol um, absolutely. It's, it's, it's just, it's just one of those things that we don't think about. And we now need to understand that even children are watching you. Children are using you as an example. So as a parent, what attitude or what behaviors do you think that we need to cultivate to sort of put our children in that place where they can communicate with us easier and express, you know, whatever mental um, situation they find themselves in? What kind of behaviors do you think we need to cultivate? Talking from your, your professional side of things. Truth. Truth. Okay. And, I, and I'll tell you a story about one of my uh, patients. Um, she brought her, and I have a lot of them like that too. She mm -hmm. brought this girl to me. And the girl has, she's bipolar, right? She has bipolar disorder. She also has some personality disorders going on and anxiety with panic disorder. Mm -hmm. So she got on medication and, it, and she got on medication. And then she also got on therapy with therapy. But the mother was kind of afraid. It's like, no, I don't want her medication. And the girl was like, okay, I'm 17 years old. I've been dealing with this since I'm five years old. I don't even wow. know why I even made it. Till. And when she said five, I said five years old. What do you know at five? Say, I know. I'm telling you right now. 
I almost killed somebody at five. Wow. And so she said, so now that I'm 17, I have a right to treatment. And I'm telling you, mother, you either get me the treatment or you move out of the way. And that's exactly how she said it. And so she got, she got the medication and I kept asking the mother, I said, so let me understand this. She's bipolar. Anybody in the family down the line? Oh no. Absolutely Anybody not. has medication? You, no, mm -hmm. no, We're no. All fine. So I'm sitting there saying now, we're talking about bipolar. How could there not be anybody down the line? I don't even care if it's great, great somebody somewhere, mm. somewhere your line has that thing. Yeah. But she, she said no. So I just left it and I kept treating the, this child. This child started getting feeling better. Well, eight months into her feeling better, all of a sudden, I looked in my, in my calendar for the day and I see the mother's name and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Is this a and I'm like, okay, this has to be a mistake somewhere. They booked the wrong person you know? on. So, <laughs> yeah, so I looked at her and I said, oh, oh gee. I said, hi. I said, is this a, you want to talk about her? He said, no, 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 I'm here for me. I said, what? He said, oh, yeah, I'm here. He said, he said Dr. Hancock, he said, I got to tell the truth. I said, what? He said, I've been dealing with this all my life too. If I, when I was younger, I was placed on several medications. Wow. Now, this is the truth that would have made her and her daughter even closer. Closer. But True. rather than that, they're busy fighting over the daughter getting mm. treatment. And now that she sees the daughter doing things, doing, yeah. she's now kind of well. like almost jealous of the daughter. Like, wow. I could have been there. That could have exactly. been me. Exactly. And wow. now she's coming back. And the daughter said to me, I've always known my mother had something because the way she flips, she flips. And she's, yeah, she said, my mother just flips like this. She might be laughing, smiling with us, and she just flipped. I've always had, she knew she had it, but she didn't want to come up. And so I left her alone. So that would, truth is really significant. You know, when your children see that you're telling the truth, when they start feeling suicidal, they can come to you. I have kids that are homicidal. You hear me? That when they go to the streets, all they see, when they see people, they just want to kill people. Wow. That all they want to do is kill people. So now if they have families that are, they cannot share that with, what do you think is going to happen? By the time they hit 18, they will have killed somebody. Mm, they will have mm, shot somebody, true. shot themselves. Or if they didn't shoot themselves, they'll be, they'll, they'll be in jail somewhere. Mm. So mm, truth, true. truth is the absolute number one. Tell the truth. Tear your veil, right? Like my book says, tear your veil and just tell the truth because you just never know. As you share your truth with yeah. your child, they will know, notice some things that say, oh my goodness, that's how I feel too. Mm. Oh my goodness, I feel that way. Mama, you know that I am going through that too. Mm. This is how you can save your children's lives yeah. because lives are at stake right now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you. Ju you just saying tell the truth. Just just draws back. You know, um, a a, a a biblical reference that says the truth shall set That's you free. And right. I definitely know that it's not just in the Bible. It is That's in right. all forms of religion that That's right. the truth is a primary requirement. Um, and you know, uh, just just growing up and understanding for myself, I'd always felt, oh yeah, you know what, a little white lie is fine. But growing up, and I got to I got to a certain age whereby I came to understand, like, wait, the more lie I tell, the more I have to keep building on it. <laughs> it was like, okay, I am turning into a script writer here, trying to explain something to someone when I could have just told the truth, and that's it's it. It's tasking. And it's the fact of having a five year old, my child right now. She will ask a question and mm. she will ask why. Mm. And growing up, I always thought, oh, yeah, children, they're always asking why. But just telling them the truth could allow them to see that same question they were asking you in a different light. And it is the same with mental health. Now, um, Gladness Official on um, Instagram just said, yeah, but here's the thing, bipolar is not actually acknowledged in African culture as well. That's, that's right. Well, this is where education comes in, right? This is where education comes in. You know, at the beginning of this uh, uh, this program, we were talking about how do we even begin this conversation? Yeah, yeah. And this is where education com uh, comes in, where you really literally have to start from the top. 
you have to start from our officials you have to start from our leaders our president our vice president all these people that are in the uh health ministry they're they're running ministry of health but there's really nothing they're running but it's, mm -hmm. it's ministry of health you mm -hmm. know so education we we start with education we start okay. by educating because yeah she's right people say bipolar it exists in it exists i trust me it exists in nigeria but they just don't want to say it is because it's just it. like eating disorder yeah. we have eating disorder in nigeria but here's the problem you have people that are dealing with eating disorder in nigeria from the ages of 15 to 25 a lot of them are dealing with it but then they go home and then they say oh my god you are so thin yeah take food eat, eat, eat. Uh -uh. Mm. we need to we need to puck you up but they have eating disorder and you're busy saying oh oh no you gotta eat this food you have to if you don't finish it you're not gonna get food for the next two days you're gonna mm. come back and eat that food and they have an eating disorder so that's the thing it starts with us coming out and saying hey there is bipolar there's something yeah. called bipolar yeah. again statistics statistics getting actual statistics getting grants to really go into our communities mm. and actually come up with actual statistics of people that have bipolar yeah and there are i i tell you there are people that have wow. bipolar wow. in even in leadership even oh, in leadership yeah. oh, that's yeah. why oh, yeah. they are erratic that's why some of them are erratic some of them are narcissistic that is the topic for another day you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> you know uh, yeah yeah wow um i i just i just feel like there is there is so much we can dig into with this whole topic because once we start going into mental health it literally reflects the whole the whole community the whole society and everything else um it's this this is a topic that definitely we need to dig into more and if if you would permit me i would love to have you on the show again because i really think i really think we can go into more detail about how people can can assess both That's themselves right. and those right. around them um That's and right. where they can find help and everything else now ladies and gentlemen um it doesn't matter where in the world you are please feel free you can always contact dr princess um hancock on her facebook just ask the questions you you have even if you have questions that you're thinking you can't ask her send it to me i have a big mouth i will ask on your behalf Absolutely. and i'm very sure she will be more than capable to answer um now on a final note just from yourself um if people want to reach you how can they reach you well they can always reach me on facebook and just go and look for dr princess fumi hancock and you will find my website there i have a lot of videos a lot of mental health videos there that they can actually get a lot of uh help from uh they can also go on youtube on youtube and princess of suburbia on yeah. youtube um and of course they can go on my website um well i i do have two websites one is for my clinic uh, the other one is my official one, which is Dr. Fumi, D-R-F-U-M-I, Psych D-M-P, D-R-F-U-M-I, Psych D-M-P. And if you permit me as we close out, if, you yeah. know, if you're closing out, yeah, I definitely. wanted to say that if we have an opportunity to come, if I have an opportunity to come back, I would like to talk about leadership. Okay. Um, because a lot of times we don't understand what's going on with our leaders and even our leaders do not understand. But we do have narcissism. We are sociopathic. Uh, tendencies we have people that are dealing with mental health that are actually leaders too and so we if we are followers and we see that we're able mm. to actually we don't get too frustrated and yeah. then get get ourselves worked up over something that we cannot change mm. right so yeah. it's important that we also understand the types of leadership roles and what what it means in mental health so yeah. that even you as a mother you're raising a son you're very careful in watching things that you how you raise your son and if you see some tendencies you yeah. can address them quick before yeah. it becomes yeah 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 before yeah. before before it fully grows and becomes a a full blown adult without you know the filter um yeah so i'm just i'm just reading some of our instagram feed and uh gladness official said uh thank you very much thank you so much for this man 
um, that the information that's been shared has really been a blessing to her. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. So definitely, I think, like you said, this is a topic we'll have to dig into more uh, to go into the leadership and now these effects. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, as you've heard, definitely Dr. Princess is coming back. Um, and I, I am so excited to actually have you on here. Thank um, you so much thank for you. having me. No, thank, thank you. you for thank you for spending your time with us. Um, because I know we're we're calling you from across the water, and you've given <laughs> us your time of day to just shed some light on this topic. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Um, do take care of yourself. Have yourself thank a you. lovely, lovely night. And uh, well, it's night on our side. Um, yeah. And definitely, we will be seeing you soon. We'll be seeing you in the near future. Thank you for listening to Tear the Veil with Dr. Fumi. We hope you have enjoyed being a part of today's show and that we have helped you in shining. For further information, you can visit us at drfumipsychdnp.com and pobpsychiatry.com.